Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of Almost Better Than Silence. I'm your host, Doug Coleman, and today I'm joined by the other co-host, Brennan McCullough. Just Brennan and I today, back at it again. God, man, you really hate it when it's just the two of us, don't No, you? I don't hate it. It's just, it's always, it's funny it's just when it... fucking us again. No Listen, one can, you can skip this episode, it's just us. No, but that's the thing, people have a lot of things going on in life. One thing I do want to mention, and shout out to our other co-host, Whitney, I feel real bad for her. She has a ear infection, and as an mm. adult, it's not very common, but I get them frequently, and I know how, like, dreadful they actually are, so I can't imagine she's going to be on headphones or listening to podcasts or recording any podcasts for a solid week until that gets out of her system so that's a bummer yeah my mom gets them all the time i I don't know my mom's got a bunch of health issues but yeah that's one she gets all the time and i i mean it definitely sounds like it sucks and then i had one when i was like 22 or something holy hell like that and cramps are two things i'm like yeah that sounds bad but then when i had them i was like dear god this is awful that so eustachian I- tube dysfunction. Um, off to a terrible start. Uh, this is a video game <laughs> podcast. I don't know what that one. <laughs> no, that's a thing in your ear. And uh, is it? Just, it's a really deep cut for people that know okay. about ear problems. Uh, it's but, a deep ear cut for yeah, all your ear go. fans out there. <laughs> God damn it. Uh, but this is a video game podcast, believe it or not. Uh, we've mm. we've been doing okay. We covered E3. We covered too many games, even though not many people know what that is unless you're in Pennsylvania. Uh, I mean, it's getting bigger and bigger. I hear more people talking about it. That's like, true. Stuff, so. The eSports event was real cool. Uh, hanging out with AJ, that was a blast. Um, but, Bren, I guess we haven't heard from you in a little bit now. Uh, what have you been jamming on game-wise these days? <laughs> oh, I'm jamming. I'm jamming. <laughs> <laughs> um, Let's see, I already talked to my Moonlighter, I was uh, last episode, I finished that. Uh, a buddy of mine bought me a game called Melty Blood. <laughs> Melty it's, Blood. It's a 2D pixel anime fighting game, and it's just so anime. It's just so stupidly anime, and it's great. I want to know absolutely nothing about the story or any of the lore in the game whatsoever, because there's like five fighters who are all the same fighter in a way like it's one character but they're like five different characters as like assist characters or something there's like a weird robot maid there's a dumb little cat girl there's an evil shadow version of the dumb little cat girl there's the shadow guy who's made up of all the other demons and it's just so stupidly anime and i love it yeah the style Uh, is pretty cool i'll give it credit yeah, I he bought it because apparently the fighting is actually pretty decent. And when we played, it was like uh, I had to remap my keyboard, and it has it set up like a fight stick. So the controls were J U I O L for like any combat moves, and oh, right. W A S D for movement. So that was really weird, and I I rebinded them to the number pad to give me more space. But it was something where I was like, ah, oh, this is stupid. Why would anyone want this? And then like within three matches, I was like, no, I get it. Like it works. Totally. Um, so it, <laughs> as ridiculous and like awful of a name as it is, it's a pretty decent fighter. Like we had some, we had really fun with it, but also because it's so stupid. <laughs> so it's not like a serious fighter. Um, oh man. Uh, listeners, uh, there's a Melty Blood actress again, current code, which I'm that, not sure. That's if- the one I got. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's on sale, uh, by the time you're listening to this. So check it out for the Steam Summer Sale. It's, uh, 74% off. So instead of it being 25 bucks, it's 650. There you go. Yeah. It was pretty cheap. So we're just like, hey, why not? Let's just go at it. Cause, uh, he's a buddy of mine. I play fighters a lot with and we enjoy it, but we also, aren't good enough to be in Guilty Gear and not be just obliterated the second we go online. Yeah, so, that's understandable. It's real fun and just dumb. And, it looks know, entertaining as hell. We'll probably play it like two or three more times and we'll probably never touch it again. But it was really entertaining for like the few hours we got out of it. Um, nice. Speaking of the sale, I bought uh, Dead Cells, which kind of went against my code because it's early access. But it's apparently, like, it got a ton of attention and a ton of copies sold. Like, I think, like, 750,000 copies sold or something crazy. Um, And it should be getting out of early access soon. So I figured I'd just snatch it up real quick while it's still cheap in early access. Definitely. uh, At least with Armello, if you got it in early access, you got a few bonuses when the game actually came out. So I figured there might be something like that. Um, But it's... uh, Roguelike, because that's my fucking genre. That's all I play now. 
kind of a Metroidvania where you go from like room to room and a lot of backtracking. And you're playing a zombie, kind of? Like you're playing okay. as a bunch of cells that reanimate a dead body. And like his head is like this weird green cloud sort of thing. Um, and then when it dies, you see the cloud like go away and then get another body and you start over again. Like that's the story reason for why it's a roguelike and you're just doing it over and over and over again. Okay. Um, but yeah, it's gotten a ton of attention. I've seen plenty of playthroughs of it already. I know it's pretty solid and they're just like making it better and better with each update and it should be releasing pretty soon. Um, so I look forward to getting sucked into that since I beat Gungeon and Isaac. So that'll be my next roguelike upshot. Obsession. Nice. That sounds up your alley. Yeah, I'm going to get lost in that. I can already tell. Uh, Besides that, I got the DLC for uh, Hands of Fate 2. They've already given out like a bunch of little add-ons like for free. And this one is one you actually had to buy. But I like that game. like it enough that I'm I'm fine with buying it. Um, Cool. (laughs) What's it add-on? It was another quest. Okay. So each of like essentially the missions or quests or whatever you want to call them are essentially tarot cards. So like there's the tower and the moon and the heart and like so there's like twenty some total. Okay. Um, I still haven't even beaten all those. Like so I still haven't beaten the main story mode yet. But this is just another one. Like they just add on to it. So uh, Hand of Fate is just small encounter, like small quest. There's not like one long narrative. And eh, there kind of is, but there's no real s- gameplay. reason for it like the guy just tells you like hey you're gonna i think it's uh, the narrative's so loose like i forget what it is at this point but i think it's like you're gonna kill the emperor and take over and this is how you do it and it goes like quest by quest showing you but they're not really connected like it's not like you're getting stronger building up an army to take over the evil emperor like it's just kind of like you're doing these mini things okay so you can just jump in at any time it's the second one you don't need to know anything about the first i didn't uh, but yeah, so the DLC is just another one. They just add to it. Gotcha. And well, that's cool. It, it's brutal. I, I beat it today, but it took me nice. probably like five times to go through. And um, for like seven bucks, I was kind of like, uh, this isn't a ton of content. Like, I'm not crazy about it. But then I remembered it also gives you all the cards from that encounter quest as well. So that adds not only its own quest, but it adds cards to add to the decks that can lead to even more stuff later on. So I was like, yeah, you know what? Actually, that's pretty fair, actually. Totally. Um, that's cool. Plus, they gave so much free stuff beforehand anyway. Like, Hand of 2 is great. And the company that's working on it is doing everything right, in my opinion. Um, the controls, like, the movement controls and combat stuff can be a little muddied. But I think that's kind of the... I think it's kind of intentional. So, it, so that's not just Batman Arkham Asylum God Mode, where you're just destroying everything at once. Um, you can get kind of cluttered up in either the movement or the countering and stuff. But I, I think it's great. And I will get really tilted and salty from some of the RNG bullshit. Because it'll be like, it'll have a bunch of cards and each of them's an event. And you have to move across the cards. And it's like, oh, you have to get to this specific thing to in order to finish this quest. I pick up uh, a curse card where it just, unfortunately, I didn't know it was there. I get cursed and it. When the curse is, it destroys another card on the table. And the other card destroys is my goal, the thing I need to get to finish. <laughs> it's like, well, that's just bad RNG, and now this whole run is ruined. So yeah. it's like, I can't even finish it. Talisman flashbacks. Yeah, it's it's weird how much I love RNG and how much I hate it at the same time. The yeah. degree of, like, it's out of my power, I can't really get mad, like, I just gotta roll with it. And it feels like I'm actually playing against something rather than just, uh input computer that does the exact same thing over and over again um, i hear you but then yeah there's talisman and you know hand of fate or overwatch or stuff like this where it's just like oh, well fuck me i guess it's over like two minutes into it and it's the this whole run is done yeah but yeah once again anyone interested i highly recommend hand of fate 2 it's real good and just really unique like there's not many other games like it so yeah that uh, one caught my eye when you brought it up the first time and I think that's well. I mean, everything's on sale right now because of the Steam Summer Sale. But that's yeah. like dirt cheap, I think, because it was only like twenty to be or thirty to begin with. So let me check real quick. Uh, yeah, Hand of Fate Two is like yeah thirty to begin with, and it's on sale for twenty percent off right now. Nice. So yeah, like I said, plenty of DLC. It's it's great. I highly recommend it. 
cool, dude. How about you? Yeah, I haven't. Yeah, I haven't played too much. Uh, I've been still like in this whole like house hunting thing, or not house mm. hunting. I'm house buying at this point. Like our oh. offer's been accepted. Nice. Uh, yeah, it's it's getting crazy now. We got our inspections. Things came back looking good. Uh, we're closing in two weeks, so it's like getting real. Damn. Like signing some papers, sending big checks and shit. So it's like a big deal. But I'm excited to be a homeowner. So yeah, playing games hasn't been as frequent. When I do get a chance to, I do sit down and play Rocket League. The the event is ending on i think today actually so uh any shells that i've been like accumulating over the matches i've played i'm gonna spend on like uh, i don't know little like uh trinkets you can buy like there's different toppers and if you have enough of these shells it's like currency you earn like per match uh i guess depending on how you do i'm not sure how they equate it but like if you win a match you get more i think um but they they have like different banners uh rocket trails skins and even a specific crate for the event so I don't know. I, I, I'm i like no longer as crazy. At one point during the podcast, I was like all about crates and uh, trying to buy keys so I can uh, play the like the gambling aspect of Rocket League and be like, oh, am I going to get this super cool item I want? I never got what I wanted. So like, <laughs> I'm so over that and like completely done with that shit. And by doing so and playing a lot still, I'm accumulating a shitload of crates. So whoever ends up wanting to trade with me next, I feel like I'll actually have a lot of crates to offer and maybe i'll be able to get something cool that way but by actually just giving the game developers money and buying keys and praying that you get what you actually want uh just by chance it's just it never happens and if it does happen you're super lucky but i'm not super lucky and i'm just gonna (laughs) stop spending money on shit like rocket league when now i have a house and like need to buy all this other extra shit so yeah the the priorities shift real quick real fast yeah it was pretty uh, immediate so that's where i'm at with that i'm trying to think uh, another thing that i have been enjoying recently is the switch i am trying to get back into zelda as best i can it's just such an Im- immense game that i feel like every time like i sit down with an hour i'm like did i accomplish anything <laughs> I'm like fuck <laughs> it's like no. I, that's what i mean there's so much in that game and i feel like when it first came out and like the the reviews were coming in and people were like, I beat it and it was so good. I'm like, how the fuck? You must have focused directly on main quest only and nothing else because, oh my God, there's so much to do in that game. And I feel like it's also timing. Like, I'll be like, oh, I decide to let's play Zelda right now. I pick up the controller and it's like, well, I got to climb this mountain and it's raining. And I'm like, fuck. Like, (laughs) it's always like things like that that get in my way of like making progress. And I'm like, ah, Christ. And then I sidetrack and like try to find other quests. And then it's like, by that point, I forgot what I was originally doing. It's like, God damn it. Yep. Those are, it's all those types of games with Horizon, Zelda, Witcher, like all these massive open world games. And it's just like, Mark beat Witcher, I think, in, like, 60 hours or so, and that was him, like, rushing through it. Like, yeah, that right? Was him pushing hard to get through it and finishing it, like, quickly. Yeah, no, I I want to get back into Kingdom Hearts knowing that Kingdom Hearts 3 finally got its release date. I want to, like, <laughs> yeah, plenty the of rest time. of those. God damn it. Yeah, I think it is going to be delayed, but... uh that's something at least exciting to look forward to. Like, next year should be an exciting year for me. I'm getting married, and I'm going to have Kingdom Hearts 3. Uh, Kingdom Hearts 3 <laughs> 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 I'll be happy your fiancé. I'm insulted for her that you would put no. those on the same level. <laughs> no, it's just a big deal, man. I've been waiting my whole life for this shit. <laughs> wow. No, that's funny as fuck. Um, had to go there. Yes. She doesn't listen. No, I'm teasing. <laughs> she, she shouldn't. Can. No, yeah, no. Should. no, you're totally right. Um, but that brings me to like free games. They just recently announced the free games for PlayStation Plus members for July. Um, yeah, it's it looks Heavy like, Rain. Yeah, Heavy Rain. And that was not even a few months ago. They had uh, Beyond Two Souls. So like everyone who's a Quantic Dream fan, like there you go. You got some free games for your PS4. I'm going to have to download that. I love Heavy Rain. Yeah, it's definitely... Um I remember saying, like, I think Detroit Becoming Human is going to be the make or breaker for Quantum Dreams, just because I know they've been having trouble, and it's kind of getting out there that David Cage is kind of a prick and a sleazy human being. Yeah. Um, but, like, with what I've seen, there definitely seems to be... Uh, there definitely seems to be mixed opinions about Detroit overall, but it seems more or less people love some of the characters, Connor specifically, and uh, Hank, who's... Uh, who's portrayed as and voiced by uh, Clancy Brown, who's okay. 
Mr. Krabs and SpongeBob, as well as a hundred other things. Nice. Um, so it definitely seems to be in the more positive side of things. Um, I know some people are definitely shitting on it, but the, some people also just shit on everything and like, or yeah, have a vendetta against. Well, the, yeah, they're very uh, cynical or um, what's the word downright negative. <laughs> yeah, or a contrarian. That's what I'm thinking. Of. Okay. Like, oh, people like this, so I automatically hate it. It's like they're eh, hipsters in a way. Um, there, I mean, there definitely seems to be. I'm watching a playthrough of uh, Detroit because I don't have a PS4, but there definitely seems to be some issues with it. It's not good. It's pretty janky, like all Quantum Dreams, but it's like Telltale or Bioware or something or uh, Bethesda. Like you know how janky it's going to be going into it, and Absolutely. you'll you'll overlook that because you like the character development and or something else involved with it. Um, that's how I would play it. Yeah. So because of all that, I think that's why Heavy Rain and Quant and uh, Beyond Two Souls has been on uh, PlayStation Plus because Quantum Dreams kind of in the news and is kind of on people's tongues and in their attention. Yeah, they're definitely pushing Detroit. Uh, makes people like revisit their old games and stuff for free. Yeah. So that's pretty cool. Um, yeah. But the other game was Absolver, and that was that onlay melee action game that that that's like all martial arts themed. I think they have swords and shit. I don't really yeah. know. Uh, it looked pretty neat. The style was cool. Uh, it, hey, it's free, so I'm definitely gonna check that out. There you go. That's the best price for anything. One question I do have about it though, and I'm not sure. Like, uh, it's fifty percent off uh, on Steam for anyone on PC that's interested in it. But is there cross-player or platform like multiplayer? I'd be curious to know if, like, mm. if I'm playing on PS4, I could fight someone on PC. Like, I know I Rocket League is strictly against that. Yeah, I don't think so. Just because that's pretty uncommon. Like, Rocket League does have it, and uh, Fortnite yeah. is going to have it for uh, Switch and Xbox. I think. Yeah, what um, the hell is that though? Like, I haven't, I have downloaded Fortnite, but have yet to actually like boot it up and play it. But for my PS4, I, well, that's what I mean. I don't think I'm going to be any good, but I might just do it for shits and gigs, just to be like, what do the kids play these days? Uh, but <laughs> hello, youths. I'm I one of you. <laughs> but that's the thing. I heard uh, a controversy there is if you already were like an established PS4 Fortnite player and you're like, I have a great character, I'm level, whatever the fuck, you can't transfer that over when you like started up on Switch. When they basically announced it at E3, they're like, oh yeah, by the way, Fortnite, it's available right now. Uh, but you can't like transfer characters. So that's totally like you have to start fresh or like, and I guess. That's the thing. I guess Nintendo and PlayStation don't ever really like working together as far as online capabilities well i would say um it's it's not uncommon for that to be a thing like uh aj has overwatch on i think every system (laughs) and because i don't know why but he keeps buying stuff on every system i think he's bought like final fantasy 15 like four times yeah i was gonna say i don't know about four but still it's nuts i think he bought it for one system twice or bought it for someone um but yeah like none of his stuff carried over because why would it? Like, I don't know why people would expect it to. Yeah, but with the cross-platform, it kind of adds uh, an air of possibility with that. Because, uh, like, so if you played it on Xbox and then want to play on Switch, I gotta understand that crossing over. But since there's still no cross-platform between PC and consoles for Fortnite, as far as I know, I don't know why people would think it would. Yeah, I guess you're right. I guess that's just something that the internet wants to bitch about, so they will. I mean, yeah, would that be great if it works? Sure, but it would also be great if we could all fly. Like, <laughs> you know, it'd be great if anything could happen, but sometimes it's physically not possible, or at least at this moment, so... Yeah, that um, makes but, sense. Yeah, I know, um, what other game? There's some other game I've already forgotten about that's kind of getting in hot water for... Oh, uh, Fallout 76. They're talking about, like, hey, is there going to be cross-platform with this? And Todd Howard came out and said, like, no, because Sony's being really difficult. Like they're yeah. they're they're the ones holding out on the cross platforming, and with Fortnite on, granted Fortnite's its own you know anomaly. It's like just so fucking popular, you'd be stupid not to get in on it. Um, yeah, so that's why like Xbox and Nintendo are. Um, but yes, even with that, Sony is like the one that's holding out, and it's like it it's on Sony. Like they've they've been known to do this, so it's not super uncommon. But people are. Now that they see Microsoft and Nintendo working together, like why aren't why isn't Sony? So yeah, it pisses me off because like I am a diehard like Sony fanboy and always like say like 
I don't know, they have the best exclusives, and I love the PlayStation 4's oh, yeah. interface and everything more. Like, I, I think AJ would agree with me on that. A lot of gamers would. But it's, yeah, the frustration with them not wanting to interact with the others as in that community, it's just, it's like, it's a no-brainer. I think it would make the gaming community, I don't know, thrive even better. But if they're against it, to each their own. Um, one thing that I mentioned earlier, obviously, Kingdom Hearts 3 meaning a a big deal to me it's there's already you can pre-order it and i'm like okay uh there's a deluxe edition that's like 80 dollars. i'm like okay that's really that's cool but nothing. that's nothing but then there's like an a deluxe edition plus like three action figures and that costs 230 dollars and i'm thinking to myself like what the hell 230 dollars it's like a console that's like why would you spend that much on and it's just for these little action figures that i think honestly like they're just rinky dinky like things i don't think why are they so special i don't i honestly don't know and it's it's specifically sora donald and goofy uh, as characters from the toy story world so they look all like i don't know just like toys and i yeah. i'm just not into it i think it would be cooler if there was like regular sora donald and goofy but it's not uh, like you get that choice but the price it's insane and i i just yeah. <laughs> it's i really don't think they're going to sell many of them I, I understand why they chose from the Toy Story world, because they are toys. Yes. So it's like, it's easy to make them look like this, versus trying to force them to look, like, there's plenty of action figures and uh, models out there that look really good, but can barely move, or like, oh, they got accessories, you can put the gun in their hand, but the, it doesn't fit at all, and it's because they focus so much on trying to make it look nice that it doesn't really function well. So I definitely understand why they made it the Toy Story uh, versions of them. But... Why Why is uh, Square Enix doing this? Why are they charging so much for it? Because they can. Because fanboys like you will buy it. I know, but I won't. You I won't. Refuse. But people uh, who love the series as much as you will buy it. It was tempting. I'll be perfectly honest. But I was like, but it's so dumb. I refuse. I'm mad at you guys for making me wait 13 fucking years. <laughs> I don't need to goddamn buy some toys I'm never going to use. If anything, they're just going to be collector's items that people are going to put on eBay that like... Oh, yeah that are just going to be worth like even hundreds more dollars. And they're just little fucking toys. Like, I don't, I, I don't understand why it inflates your game package, like $150 or whatever the fuck the difference was. I mean, toys can be expensive, especially good quality of them. So uh, I, I can definitely understand that, especially for three of them. I guess. Um, but I think, I think it's also going to be one of those things where everyone thinks it's going to be a collector's edition thing where it's like, Ooh, these are so rare. And a bunch of people buy them thinking they could flip them on eBay and then everyone has them or no one wants yeah. them. So it's like, Th- all right, now you funny. got, yeah, now you're selling all three of them for like 50 bucks total because you just got to get rid of them and no one else wants them. I just hope so. they're like McDonald toy quality and people are like, oh, <laughs> fuck. I mean, just I got our money taken from us. It happened with uh, Arkham Asylum with me. I bought the special edition. It was like that's bucks. right. I got fucked over hard, and that's the last special edition I ever bought. Yeah, so I'm steering clear of this one, listener. Even if you are our diehard, tr- just get the deluxe edition. Don't get the bundle. It's such bullshit. I I can't I mean, imagine the toys are worth that much money. I mean, go ahead. It's your money, but uh, if true. it breaks and it's shitty, just don't be surprised. But like, there's plenty ABTS of people that told you so. Yeah, so <laughs> don't be too surprised. I remember I got the Assassin's Creed special edition when it, the first one, and it came in this metal tin box and it had this little comic in it. it had a something I think a journal in it or something. It had like good stuff. And it was worth the money. It wasn't even a hundred. Like it was less than the Arkham Asylum one, but it came with a little Altai ear figure, and its foot was broken before it even got to me. I was like, ah, oh, come on. Damn so it. yeah, it's definitely you know sometimes they're good. A lot of times they're not anymore because they realize people are, are willing to pay you the extra money for bonus stuff. So then they'll put in, like, an Assassin's Creed Black Flag football in the spo- uh, special edition like they actually did. So it's just, like, dumb tchotchke bullshit they can get from, like, you know, like you said, a McDonald's toy or something. That's exactly. Quality. They and just spray their logo on it and, like, boom, there's a $50 markup. There's not that many franchises that I'm like, yeah, I want to actually support. So it's like, here's the one that I do. And it's like, oh, I can't. You guys are fucking assholes. And then also in recent years, uh, I did get that special edition of Life is Strange and it came with the soundtrack, but they pulled like a shady move where like this whole time I'm expecting a double LP, meaning like two 12 inch records. And then Mm -hmm. it ships and it's goddamn four seven inches. And I'm like, well, that's different (laughs) and not what I was expecting or what they were like showcasing as far as what to expect. I don't know. I just remember the Assassin's Creed movie. You could pre-order tickets to see the movie and get a crossbow replica from the movie. But it was like oh, 300 shit. hours. I hope no one bought that. I Yeah. Uh, that hurts that's, my soul. 
Yeah, that's that can't be. Um, but anyway, uh, this episode's going to be a little different. I didn't get a good opportunity to create some conversation games, so we're just going to burn through some news that's like been building up in our show topics ever since E3. Um, anything yeah, come to mind off for you? Yeah, it's been a shitload of news going like. Because of E3, and then last episode of you and Age were too many games, and then yeah, everyone's super busy. Like uh, Whitney was like traveling around a bit, and now she's sick. Uh, Bass is moving. You're moving, getting a house. Mark's moving. I'm <laughs> yeah. just sitting on my own filth, playing roguelikes all day. I got no excuse, <laughs> but like I haven't been paying attention just because I, I don't know, just don't feel like paying attention. Um, let's see. Uh, oh, big news at least for me because. Everyone loves hearing me talk about Overwatch for every fucking episode. Uh, they announced a new hero. The yeah. 28th hero. Holy shit. And a lot of people were speculating it was going to be like the Junker Queen or something like that. Because that's who they've hinted at uh, a good bit. Overwatch always hints at stuff before it comes out. But like some of it's hard to find. So for example, Ana was the first character released after launch. And her release date was actually in the game. In one of the spawning areas, there's a dartboard. And there's three darts in the dartboard. And if you actually look up what those numbers are, where the darts are, that was the release date for her character. Oh, shit. So they do some pretty, like, hidden stuff. And then they have that That's whole... That's neat. Yeah, Sombra, ARG bullshit that just went on for way too long. Like, it started off cool and then just kept going. It was annoying. Um, but they've also just did a huge update that just redid, like, a lot of maps. And the character selection now is just tank, support, and everyone else. There's no longer offense or defense heroes. It's just they're all the same now because um, they're damage dealers. And Symmetra got a crazy big workover. Like, she's just a completely different character at this point, and I do not like her. Uh, they took away her shields, and now she just feels way too soft for me. Um, so for anyone who's playing it, let me know if you actually like her because I it feels so weird to me. Too soft. Anyway, too soft, too soft. <laughs> um, anyway, the new hero is called Hammond. And they've referenced him before because he's been certain uh, maps. They've seen his name and stuff. And, you know, it's known he's escaped from the space station Winston was on. Um, his hero name's Wrecking Ball because he's a giant hamster in a giant mech suit. He's fucking adorable and it's so cool. I really oh, like him. Oh, he's man. just this fat little hamster that I think they said in the like little intro video. It's like he grew bigger than a normal hamster. So he's, he's, pretty, he's pretty plump. Um, but he's also just insanely intelligent and, like, built his own mech suit. So it's just, you know, the memes just started instantly. But, like, Droidicos from Star Wars or Hamtaro. Yeah, Hamtaro is exactly what came to mind because I'm thinking, like, oh, they grew up from, like, from that to Overwatch. Yeah. So some people hate it because it's just a dumb hamster in a giant mech suit. It's like, (laughs) God, there's a talking gorilla. Yeah, there's It's uh, like, deal with it, sunglasses. Yeah, this game is, you know, it's... It's got some serious moments, but it's more or less just fun. So it's Yeah, like, that's exciting. Uh, yeah. Um, some people hate the design of the mech. They like Hammond himself, but they don't like the robot mech suit he's in. And I can understand that. It's If you think of a giant wrecking ball, like, ball droid that can, like, pop its legs out and guns out, like, it's probably exactly what you're imagining. Ball droid. That's what, uh, I think CBB referenced, uh... Oh my god, I'm blanking on uh, the Star Wars ball droid. <laughs> BB-8, BB-8, yeah, that's it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah like uh, imagine BB-8 with like spider legs and like two gun arms. Like it's a droid to cut. Like that's yeah. exactly what it looks like. So it's Episode 1 style. Yeah, it's not the most original mech design, but I think they're going to play around with a lot, a lot with the skins because some of the skins are really fun and interesting. That's cool. Um, but I can understand the complaint with there. And then some people are just pissed off because it's not as diverse reputation representation that's it okay um they're upset that it's not diverse enough that it like i saw someone actually complaining of like this isn't a gay black woman uh you know pansexual character it's just Uh, like yeah what Uh, do you what like yeah uh, that's what i mean i feel like yes they could do that to that's I don't know. That's a tough call because, like, I don't know. I think they should just be themselves and do what the game initially intended. And I don't know. Well, I got a few things with it. Like, a you can't have like every minority into one character. Like that just that dilutes the quality of any like unique representation in them. And doesn't so that also just, feel forced? Like, it's I'm also not sure. forced. Yeah. yeah. And 
Um, also, Overwatch has been planning this like for months, years even, of all the characters. They Good just point. had some characters waiting in the background like, A, that's not important, or B, like we're uh, specifically going to release this as additional content later. So they have 30 characters already set in mind. Like I think anything beyond 30 is going to be who they developed after the release. But the initial 30, they've already had plans for. Yeah. So they're not going to just rework a hero just because it's changed. And honestly, who oh. can get mad at a chubby hamster? I mean, <laughs> oh. I feel like that was part of their like release strategy. They're like, oh, but apparently a lot of people. <laughs> it, people were super pissed because it's like it's Pride Month and you release a hamster. It's like they're releasing it anyway. Like just fucking relax. Like it's Overwatch has brought together some of the absolute worst people on the planet because it's the very competitive scene. Um, which I still think the competitive nature of our watch is idiotic because they never intended it to be competitive. So that's why the balance is so thrown off and feels so broken sometimes. And they keep reworking characters all the time, like Symmetra. But they f- it took them a year and a half to finally rework Hanzo a bit. So like I don't think it's ever supposed to have been competitive and it can never get to the level of competitiveness they wanted to be to feel oh, good aj was vehemently disagreeing with that as we were driving he was saying brendan is saying that and i disagree <laughs> yeah but they said that in the beginning when they released overwatch like this isn't supposed to be a competitive game they I said that in that. the very beginning okay and sure it has a competitive scene now but like they have to, anytime they rework one hero that throws off the equation for every other hero like pharaoh right now Hasn't had a buff in a long time, but she feels super overpowered because everyone that was countering Farah got nerfed and reworked a ton. So now she's like a go-to pick on any map, but it's because yeah. everyone else is like weaker. So it's just like, it's so imbalanced. I know plenty of people who stop playing it because they can't, they jump into a match and are killed instantly, like as soon as they spawn every time. So it's just not fun anymore. So there's definitely been a drop off of players. Um, but also with the diversity of Overwatch, the characters... They got like 28 characters now. They're very diverse. You know, some people are saying like they're not diverse enough. It's like, well, would you have r- rather have no representation or some representation? So I, I'm not disagreeing, but also like it's hard to say. Not every character can be a black pansexual woman with a, you know, missing a leg. Like people were upset there weren't like, any characters really focusing on disabilities. Like they had concept art for heroes in like wheelchairs or missing a leg with, um, arm um guides i forget i don't know what they're called like the sticks oh um yeah walkers um so people are upset about that and it's like are you why how are you like shitting on the company that's doing this like they clearly have ideas working they haven't gotten to it yet because they're also working on a bunch of other shit they can't prioritize that so like would it be cool to see more diversity in there sure is there a lot of diversity already in there yes a lot of characters we just don't know a lot about like that's a good point Tracer's the only gay character, and people are upset about that. It's like, we don't know the sexuality of, like, 25 of the heroes out of the 28. Like, any of them could be gay. We don't know. Yeah, I just, I think it's so interesting that people, like, put such a stress and importance on that. I guess it's for the minorities that just want to feel like they're, like, identifying with certain characters. And I get that. But I also, I just think they need, uh, I don't, I'm not quite sure. I think it, it should just... Be be happy for what they've given you. They already are announced that for one character, and like it. I just don't think. Oh, what are we going to go down each twenty five characters and announce their sexuality? And like, does that? What's that going to do for anybody? And who's really going to care? Yeah, it's it's real tough. I know they want representation. They want to be acknowledged. Like they are people out there. Like uh, Symmetra is on the spectrum. She has a degree of uh, I think autism. I think they've acknowledged. Um, so she's there. Tracer's gay. Um, Winston's a fucking gorilla. Like, there's diversity in there. And when people get so upset and start, like, boycotting stuff because it's not diverse enough and, like, start getting so pissed off with it. That's extreme. Yeah. It's, like, be happy with the diversity you have. I definitely understand that, like, people want more. And I can understand why they want more. But don't be violent and, like, vindictive about it and entitled to it. Like, entitlement, no one should be entitled. Entitlement's the worst thing. Don't th- believe you deserve anything. Oh, coming from white cisgendered males. But, like, this That's- thing, I, it's it's still, though, I understand. I, I it's, it's a game at the end of the day. You're supposed to have fun, and I feel like you're not supposed to focus on these details at all about these characters. You're supposed to jump in a match and go kill people. Like, I don't, yeah. I think, I think people are 
connecting way too deeply with these characters but that's also a problem with just overwatch in general knowing there's like a whole porn community i feel like these people are like yeah these characters are their waifus and like they're very much like they're like in, like they're like almost like mentally troubled with like these characters so like they take it to another extreme level which i oh, understand yeah, so- fandom but like that's even more it takes it too far let's say that and i think that's where some of these people are like making the outcry and then other people are saying well i agree with that but then i think it's just a little it's extreme and people should just have fun with the game at the at the end of the day it's a game yeah i mean yeah people definitely get obsessed and but like i've seen a ton of people like bitching about like uh, you know, not having a diverse enough character for the new hero uh, during Prime Minutes. Like, they don't even play the game. Like, they've said, like, earlier on in Twitter or something or in a forum post, like, I don't even play the game, but I'm so mad. It's like, you don't even play the game? Why are you bitching? Yeah, that's just, not even right. That That's pointless. I definitely understand wanting diversity and wanting representation in a game, especially if it's of you. Like, I can't say because, yeah, I'm a white straight guy. It's fucking every other game's about, like, us. Um so I can definitely understand that, like, need to have that, like, representation in there. But the idea of getting vindictive and, like, calling outrage about it and saying, like, fuck Blizzard, how dare they not have a diverse enough character? It's like, what Just is that going to get you? If anything, yeah, no. I, I say, like, what does them, that accomplish? It doesn't. Any, it's just you're making noise and causing a scene, I guess, on the internet. That's what people yeah. like to do. It gives them some kind of feeling of, like, accomplishment, I guess. <laughs> Yeah, and I mean, it's also, I'm also very aware that it's like a small portion is the very vocal minority because they're agitated and like, uh, angered and stuff. And the large majority, majority of players don't really give a shit. It's just like, hey, a new hero, like, gotta figure out how this works into the comp. Yeah. But like, it's just the idea of like, here's a fat little hamster in a giant mech suit. Like, how silly is this? And people are just like, fuck you and fuck this gang. It's just like, how are you so angry? Yeah, no. How do you just wait to be like, I know it's nothing new. Like, people want to be upset. But. I, I I actually was like, I don't know, like, s- honest when saying, like, who could be mad at a fat hamster? And apparently yeah. a lot of people. That's just crazy to me. Wow. Well, I, I haven't heard anything about this, and we don't have to talk about it, but the little short before Incredibles 2. Yeah. Um, have you seen it yet? The movie? No, I really want to, though. Okay. It's a good movie. I saw it. Um, but there's a short before it called Bao, B-A-O. I'm not sure if I'm pronouncing that right. That's probably right. But it's about a woman making uh, Chinese woman making dumplings, and it comes to life, and she starts raising it like her son, and it's a fucking amazing short. Like it's fantastic. I might have liked it more than Incredibles. Um, oh my god, that's really good. It's a it's a really good short. Um, but apparently, people are like upset about it, and it's polarizing. And I I don't know anyone who's actually polarized by this who don't quote don't understand the short. I've only seen that online, so I don't know if this is actually true or if people are just sparking like outrage just to get clickbait titles or whatever. Okay. But, like, I don't – how do people not understand what the story is? Like, without spoiling it, it's a very, like, clear story. So, like, the little dumpling that comes to life is, like, an allegory for her son and, like, raises it and stuff. So, like, it's pretty fucking clear what it's about. Yeah. But apparently people are said like, oh, people don't understand this because it's about a different culture. It's like, wait, are you upset because people don't understand or are people upset because they don't understand? Like, are there actually people who don't understand this or what? Like – I don't understand this because, like I, I said, need I don't to see this now. I don't see where this outrage is because it's not like they're speaking in Chinese or they're only in writing in Chinese lettering, so you can't read what's happening. Like, there's almost no—I don't think there's any dialogue in it at all. Like, it's it's like all the other Pixar shorts where it's all very visual, like the story's yes. told without dialogue. Yeah. So, like, it's super. If you know what a dumpling is, like you've ever seen or eaten a dumpling in your life. You they're adorable. This. Yeah, well, yeah, they're adorable. <laughs> but, like, you know what the story is. Like, it's very clear. So, like, I don't understand. I don't know. Maybe it's just, like, back-to-back stories about this. It's just, like, getting on me. But it's just, like, fucking people. And all the Star Wars bullshit of the, like, Solo not doing well because people were boycotting it. Yeah, and oh, Disney's, I was bringing that up next. Yeah. Yeah, Disney's cutting off the spinoffs they had planned. And it's, like... Yeah, I mean, I didn't see Solo, but I didn't care. I didn't that's, purposely boycott it. I just didn't have an interest in it. That's where I am. But I am such a Star Wars fan that it's surprising that I'm not interested. But I don't know. Apparently, it did bomb. It it did bomb. But everyone I knew who saw it said, like, yeah, it's all right. It's, you know, it's not amazing, but, like, it's good. It's decent. So, like, it's not a terrible movie, but people were boycotting it just on principle alone. And I knew there was a bunch of fanboys who were excited for, like, a, the Han Solo, or not Han Solo, the <laughs> Obi-Wan Kenobi movie. And they're like, oh, we're going to get Kenobi. And now Disney's putting that on hold because Solo did so badly. It's like, yeah, guys, this is what happens. 
Like, I don't know what you expected from this. So, I don't know. I think, I mean, I'm fine with them canceling the spinoffs or at least putting them on hold. Same. Just because if you dig at the well too long, it's, you know, beat the dead horse, It's the quality goes down with each one. So, I didn't really like Rogue One, and I didn't really care about, uh... oh, I didn't see Solo, so I didn't care about it. Yeah, no, um, Rogue One eh, was an eh for me. Like, it was, yeah, I might watch it again. it wasn't again. terrible, but I, I know I'm in the minority of everyone I've talked to saying, like, some people love it. Some people thought that was the best recent Star Wars. I was like, ah, I don't think that's so. Disagree, yeah. Yeah, but I think that's just you and me. I think we might be in the minority for that. But, like, yeah, it's just, like, people get so upset about Star Wars and they're harassing the actors. And the girl who played Rose had to leave social media because people were harassing and giving her death threats and stuff. And it's like, guys, the movie came out fucking months ago. Like, maybe a year ago? Fucking get over it. Yeah. But, yeah, Star Wars... Um the Last Jedi is on Netflix for anybody who's interested in checking that out. I enjoyed it. I thought it was a fine movie. I'm not rushing to watch it again, but I'm not furious like so many other people seem to be. No, nah, no. I remember my initial takeaway was like I didn't like the whole Force astral projection shit, but I am now like more open minded to it. And if I watch it again, I I don't think it's going to bother me as much. I remember I was but- kind of just like like not laughing at it i was like well this is a little over the top when i was in theaters but i think a- another watch through i'd be like that eh, what who am i to say know what the force is capable of you know it's just like it's such a pretentious fan thing to be like fuck the new star I, wars to think i know better than the people <laughs> pretty much but yeah and i don't i also wasn't too upset about it because that's kind of what happened to obi-wan in the second movie like when he gets instead of being cut in half he just disappears like yeah that was also a projection like it's already built into the lore of this universe and stuff so it's just like yeah this isn't new like i definitely understand like oh that was kind of a cop-out like i understand people being like disappointed with it but the idea of just like screaming at the director online it's like how dare you yeah well and fuck off they had some like cool things about it where it's like you should it like hints that he's not actually there and you don't realize that he is just like a projection like like this he's not making footprints in the sand and yeah shit. it's like crazy like that's actually well, he's cool. also younger like there's a flashback of when he's younger and he looked exactly oh. like that so i was like wait like i was like no way he went off and got like a haircut and like his beard died <laughs> before he went to the big battle and then like yeah you'll find out he's a projection it's like oh okay that makes sense <laughs> that's funny as fuck some yes. porgs are giving him a haircut <laughs> Um, uh, but yeah, that's our Star Wars a bit. Um, yeah, just uh, it uh, just one last thing is like it's crazy to see that like Star Wars has, fans have now become the most like repulsive like hated fans out over all of this. It's like good, fuck off. Like yeah, let's start uh, be some thing. Let it, well, I mean, just like keep it out of the limelight for a while. Let it not be this weird golden child of nerddom because like yeah. this is what happens. Like they become so entitled to everything. So it's like enjoy it for what it is. If not, fucking move on. There's plenty of other stuff. I also just think you don't want to like overdo it and they are totally like saturating yeah. the market with like offshoots and um I think they do need to slow the fuck down. We already got two in recent years, like let's just chill a bit. Like goddamn. Focus on so, the shows. The shows are good. Like the animated stuff. Oh yeah, definitely. That's always good. Um one what I'm else? gonna pull a Bren here like with depressing news, and I mean it's only depressing <laughs> to, to to people that were fans of the show, but like we've had uh Jeff Kanata on the podcast in uh, a while ago now, but uh he has a, a huge variety of different podcasts, one being We Have Concerns with Anthony Carboni, and I know that they both have decided to call that quits. So that's a big like blow to the f- podcast community it sucks because i really i did listen to that every time they put out an episode and that was a cool thing about their show it was such a short format that they could put out like multiple episodes a week and they got up to like fucking 600 episodes and however many years they were doing this so it it was a solid run it's a shame it has to come to an end because they had some really interesting topics and they had amazing chemistry they built a huge community of people like following them and supporting them on patreon so it's just a shame that it well, everything has to come to an end, so it's totally understandable, and everyone's wishing them the best, but it's just a bummer knowing that I'm not going to be getting updated episodes in the feed very shortly. I think they have a few final episodes coming out, so keep your eyes and ears out for that. Yeah, did they say why? Was it like an amicable split, or are they yeah. just like, we're too busy with other stuff? They put out or? a pretty big uh, post about it, and I read it. It seems like they just are uh, busy with other stuff and kind of just want to be there. It's got to end at some point, and they're happy with it. And it's like they're both leaving on good terms. It's not anybody like is upset with the other or anything yeah. dramatic. 
Yeah, it sucks that it's ending, but that's probably the best case scenario for a show ending. It's just like, hey, we're busier with more, like, success. we're getting more successful, we got more projects going on, we're just gonna have to, you know, this is unfortunately one that's gonna have to go. And if I'm so. not mistaken, Jeff's, like, a dad, so, like, he has uh, a new child to uh, deal with, and I, I'm sure he's gonna be wanting to focus more on that. And he has other podcasts, and I'm wondering if any of those are gonna be coming, or slowing down. Hopefully not. He's still got Slash, Filmcast, and DLC, so those are shows you can check out that he does. Um, but yeah, really loved We Have Concerns, and it's just a bummer to know it's coming to an end. But like I said, amazing run, 600-plus episodes, uh, all phenomenal. Yeah, yeah. It sucks to see it go, but at least it's you know on good terms and not like, hey, they found a bunch of bodies under Jeff's house or something crazy. So yeah, my favorite is the fan, the community. Uh, their excuse is like, oh, well, Jeff's just too old. Like that's like a running joke on the show. <laughs> like he's such an old man that like they had to end it. And I'm like, that's mean but funny. I made a uh, what's his name LL Cool J reference on Overwatch the other night, and someone's like, man, that's an old reference. I'm like, oh no. <laughs> It's like, I'm the old guy playing games now. Oh, Christ. Yeah, I, thought, I mean, yeah, I guess LL Cool J is old. He hasn't done much recently, so. That's true. It's NCI LA or whatever. So one of those shows. Oh, uh, let's see. What else? Uh, on, uh, not depressing. Well, kind of depressing news. <laughs> the tone of it's depressing. Uh, but Binding of Isaac's getting a card game. Oh, shit. Really? Yeah. So that's going to be interesting. I mean, I fucking love... I mean, I love most of what Ed McMullen does, um, and they launched a campaign for it, and I guess they're successful. So they did uh, Kickstarter. God, the only one that's like, actually, holy hell, they did Kickstarter for $50,000. They got 739000 Oh, my God. Damn. Yeah, I mean, fucking, I'm one of them. Binding of Isaac fan base is loyal as shit. And Definitely. people that love card games like are, you know, fiercely... Uh, I guess fiercely psycho or but like our big fans, you know, are very loyal to dedicated, card games. yeah, dedicated, that makes sense. yeah. So like, I'm curious to see how well that does. I'm not the biggest card game guy, and I'm probably not gonna buy it just because it's a physical thing, and I don't have a ton of room. But yeah, it's that's coming out, and that's gonna be real cool. Shit, one thing that's available now, and it's free, at least the first episode that is, is that uh. Captain Spirit game. Captain it's, Spirit, yeah. yeah. it's the Life is Strange developers. It's in the same universe, even, so I gotta g- just go download that. Like, I don't know what I'm waiting for, so that'll be a fun Life is Strange-style experience, and I'm sure it's gonna entice me to purchase the future episodes, because that's their whole business strategy there, because it's not gonna be a free experience the entire way through. Mm-hmm. I mean, it works. I mean, I'm fine with that, where they're like, hey, here's, like, the first quarter of the game for free. Yeah. If you want more, buy it. I'm like, that's that's more than generous. I think, oh, agreed. A it's a model. cool. Yeah, it's really so. cool. It's like essentially like demos, bringing back demos, but in a, since they're episodic to begin with, it's just like mm-hmm. try the first episode. I'm fine with them. Like games like this work for episodic, especially because you can like so many people talk about it. And have some, especially with Life is Strange, have so many theories of like what's this and that and this and that. But I just hope the episodic. I just don't like when the episodic stuff's like abused for like the Final Fantasy VII remake, where they're like, oh, it's episodic. It's like why. Why yeah, does it that, does it need to be episodic? Because no, if not, it shouldn't be. The reason that one is because of like delays and stuff. It gives them the ability to be like, oh, well, we we have a schedule we want to release it on. It's never going to meet that. They're just going to be like episode one, and then see oh. like everyone's going to be like, it's nothing like the original. And they're going to be like oh, scrambling for episode two, like reworking it entirely. Yeah, I mean they haven't announced it. The only thing that's been announced since has been delays because even the I think the director of it like admitted he's like this got announced way too early like we are not nearly ready for this and now people are like where's where's the more where's more footage where's more demos where's more gameplay and like we don't have that because when it got announced like they just started working on it so it's like it's like uh beyond good and evil 2 we were talking about like with whitney where it's like it got announced way too early and now people are like poking them for it and it's like it's gonna still be like two years and it's like by that time it comes out people are gonna be interested yeah so we'll see with that uh, but yeah captain spirit it's I uh, watched a bit of a playthrough of it. It's uh, upsetting. <laughs> oh, no. I have a uh, feeling it's like those games are very like emo and put you in situations that are very like fucked. And I'm like, yeah. I'm not looking forward to it. It starts off real quick with this one. I'm just like, because I guess because it's supposed to be like an intermediate like game between one and two. But yeah, it just hits off right away. Like, boom, boom, boom. It's like, oh, no, I'm not comfortable with this setting. <laughs> so yeah. it's like, uh, Damn like it. I know. 
I know that other shoe's going to drop, and when it does, I'm mm, it's going to be uncomfortable. <laughs> uh oh. Uh, but yeah, it's you know, it's life is strange. It's nothing. One of those too, games. <laughs> one of those games. But I mean, like the the mechanics and stuff from what I've seen hasn't been too different. It's okay. pretty much life is strange one and uh, before the storm. Cool. So follows the same path and stuff. So if you like it, it's good. If you don't like it, eh, maybe skip it. Yeah, upsetting themes has me concerned, but I might <laughs> give it a try. I mean, you know, I mean, they show it in the trailer, so it doesn't like catch yeah. you off guard. It just it starts quick. Like there's okay. no real build up to it. It's just like pretty much right away. So, um, what else? Oh, I, I don't know if this is upsetting, but uh, Bethesda's suing Warner Brothers because they're saying that their Westworld uh, app or game is a complete blatant ripoff of Fallout Shelter, and it is. What the reason? The reason they know it's a ripoff is because there's a bug in uh, Fallout Shelter. Like there's some sort of specific bug that like breaks it or does something in it, and the exact same bug is in the Westworld game. No way. Yeah. Wow, that's specific in a, a kind of way to identify them red-handed to be like, yo, bitch. <laughs> Maybe Bethesda's always done that. Maybe that's what all the glitches and bugs are in all their games are just identifiers for when someone tries to copy. Wow. <laughs> what a so, business plan. <laughs> yeah. I mean Warner Brothers. I like I like DC stuff. I love DC animated stuff. I fucking love Young Justice. I've gone on about that enough. But gaming wise, Warner Brothers is one of the worst companies. Yeah. Like their gaming division is atrocious. And Bethesda's like, help us fund Elder Scrolls Six. <laughs> <laughs> hey, if we if we can take down Warner Brothers, you get Elder Scrolls Six. <laughs> They're doing a like clash action lawsuit trying Holy to get everyone shit. in on it. <laughs> That'd be funny. Oh my god! But yeah, I mean, apps are just so dodgy to begin with. I it doesn't surprise me at all. If it was like a triple A title, like they copied Fallout, you know, uh, New Vegas or something, that'd be surprising. But with an app, yeah, I'm sure I can just like clearly see that happening. Yeah, yeah, someone's like, we can just take this and reskin, and no one will notice. Yeah, we so, just took the whole code base, and it's like, oh Christ, not yeah, good, not morally ethical at all no but you know warner brothers what are they they're the ones who did the whole shadow of war and you know helped donate to this fund to help give it to the guy who died of cancer who worked on it and then that's like, oh, right well, oh, only Christ. like 70 percent of it's not going to him though it's like, what they've the come fuck? up numerous times on the podcast and same with yeah. e3 e3 ea yeah. and like uh yeah yeah they're they're some real bad game companies so uh in lighter news uh venture brothers season seven got announced I don't oh, know shit. anyone else, but I'm a big Venture Brothers fan, so I'm getting excited for that. It's coming out August 5th, so eh, like a month. Yeah, nice. So for anyone who hasn't watched it, I highly recommend it. It's so good. What's it, just, it available on? Uh, it's on Adult Swim, so I okay. think it's. I think you can probably find episodes on their site. Like all of Samurai Jack season five is free on Adult Swim. Yeah, that's so sick. Yeah, so they're pretty good with streaming or like putting stuff on their website. And I mean, Venture Brothers is also like 15 years old. They do it a season basically every two years. Um, so like you can find it online if you just look around a bit. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I highly recommend it. It's great for anyone who grew up with like the Johnny Quest or Hanna Barbera, all those old action sh- like you know adventure shows. And it's just. I don't know. It was, it was clearly, it's definitely a predecessor for like Bojack Horseman and Rick and Morty and anyone who likes that very dark, like hard look in real life and like emotional distress and stuff. It's great. Totally. I highly recommend it. Um, and uh, they reveal, uh, D- well, we talked about it a bit already, but DC Comics have uh, unveiled a little bit more of their streaming service. I've talked about it before how they're going to premiere Young Justice on it, season three. Yeah. It's, going to be a streaming service for like a bunch of their animated stuff and a bunch of their animated movies like the direct to dvd movies they did which was uh unsurprising um but it's also going to include like comics and like um additional detail like little tidbits of information and i think it's also going to be premiering the new teen titan show the live action titan show okay and i think they're doing a live action doom patrol oh that's weird uh but that and then harley quinn's getting a new show and that's all going to be on there um, and I think they're going to have uh, exclusives for, like, merchandise and, like, digital rewards and stuff. So it seems like it's not just, like, the Netflix counter. It seems like it's going to be its own streaming service that incorporates a bunch of other stuff besides just video. It's going to do, like, Yeah, that's interesting. Stuff. So that might actually work. It's, you know, definitely going to be depending on the execution. 
And some of the early stuff, like leaked photos we've seen of Titans, the live action one, does not look good at all. Yeah, I was just gonna say, live action anything usually doesn't work. So, like, I feel like, why do people keep going down that rabbit hole of like, oh, let's try it? And it's like midway, they're like, this was a bad idea. And it's like too late and we're publishing. It's, too, it's way too late. Um, you could definitely cut corners easier on a live action show than an uh, animated show. Because, like, oh, we, we need this, like, special, like, uranium bomb that, like, Doomsday is going to plant into the metropolis. And you just get, like, an old, like, Mountain Dew two-liter bottle and, like, spray paint it weird. <laughs> so it's like, boom, that, there's your bomb. Versus animation where you have to draw it and it could take, you know, a, a dude drawing it all day. Um, so I think it's just, it can be cheaper for them. And they can have more control over it because they don't have to outsource it to, like, Korea and stuff to get the uh, animatics done. Um, but, yeah, it just never looks good as pictures of starfire had leaked and um, you know no context to it so maybe this is a specific scene or maybe she looks different on purpose or maybe it's before the special fixer edit but she just straight up looks like a prostitute like just oh, a no. gnarly ass like 3 a.m like prostitute in like missouri so it's just like oh no yeah bad call bad call with that um but yeah so DV- dc st- streaming service seems to be more than just video which you know depending on how they do it might make them a contender and I mean, I'm I'm definitely watching it anyway for Young Justice, but knowing that I might have access to their comics and stuff has me more interested. Yeah, that's so, definitely uh, a unique perk. Yeah, that's definitely good because I mean, their movies are fucking garbage. Sell what's working. Sell the comics. Sell the animated stuff. Like right. focus on what works, not making another Justice League movie that no one wants to see. That or, makes sense. Speaking of bullshit, man, it's a lot of DC stuff this episode. Uh, but Jared Leto's getting his own spinoff of the Joker. Yeah, I saw that. Movie. Oh, man. He was the worst part of a horrible, horrible movie. So they were like, hey, let's keep going with this and keep digging this grave much further down. And are giving him his own spinoff. Yeah, I don't think anybody asked for this, but I guess no, there's big Jared Leto fans out there, so... I feel like people specifically asked not for this. I feel like people went out of their way to say, don't do this. Because, like, after the movie came out, no, like, it was just so bad. And, like, news came out about what he did on set. Because he was like, he's a method actor. And he's got to be the Joker at all times. He sent, like, a dead pig corpse to, like, his co-stars, like, with used condoms in it and stuff. And it's just like, this dude's fucking insane. Like, God. he the best The best movie he was ever in was American Psycho. That's because he was killed by Christian Bale. Yeah, uh, I, I'm even more angry because there's talks that he's going to be in a Spider-Man spinoff. Oh, I heard Morbi- about that. Morbius, the living vampire. Yeah. And it's just like, he's... Morbius, he's a Spider-Man <laughs> character. I love all Spider-Man characters. But he's just a fucking vampire. He's nothing special. He's just another douchey vampire. And Jared Leto's going to just be another emo little bitch playing too cool for school and edgy and so much goddamn goth hot topic eyeliner. So mad, I don't want this. He was by far the worst part of Blade Runner 2039. I don't like him in movies. Oh, I man. don't want him in comics. Get him out! Put him in the trash! On a lighter note, there's like this viral video going around, and I saw it in our Slack somewhere, of like a dog getting a haircut, and he's <laughs> dancing to fucking DuckTales, or the theme song, and it's so good. He's so <laughs> adorable, and he's like so just bouncy and digging it. Like, I'm wondering, is he hearing that music, or no. is he just doing that and someone's playing that music to it? Because like, it almost he, goes really well. Yeah, he was just dancing at like a groomer. It's a little Black Pomeranian, so if you haven't seen it, it's probably going around. And someone added in DuckTales later, because oh, the man. fit with it so well. It really but does. Yeah. And he's it's so weird. Adorable. I love that video. And that's got to make you smile. Yeah, um, that's some good news. Uh, and uh, I was going to say, maybe some good news, depending on who you ask. Uh, it, Jim Carrey is in talks to play Dr. Robotnik in the live action Sonic movie. So <laughs> that's a thing. <laughs> what? Live yeah. action Sonic? That sounds like, oh no, that whole, there's a big community there and they're probably loving it. <laughs> But that's just, that's upsetting. That's not good. Uh, I think the first sparks of this that really caught people's attention is people confirm, like, theorizing, like, Paul Rudd's in the talks for it, and then it was confirmed he wasn't. Yeah, and, and I do I think recall that. I think that's the first sparks of people, of the live-action Sonic movie being on people's radars, and now, yeah, Jim Carrey is confirmed for Robotnik in it. It's like, oh, no. <laughs> yeah, this is going <laughs> to be is, interesting. This is either going to be amazing in the worst way, or just the worst <laughs> So I, uh, I'm expecting it like another Grinch, like when he played the Grinch in the live action one. 
I'm expecting something on par with that. So it's ooh, this or like I'm thinking of him in a, a series of unfortunate events. I I just. I don't know. Who would you pick to be Sonic? I'm trying to think of like the funniest random person to do. I, I think I'd I mean, go Rupert Grint. Rupert Grint. <laughs> <laughs> He's not doing much these days. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, I'm trying to think of his name. Uh, Jaleel White? Yeah, that's Oh, it. nice. Because he voiced Sonic in the cartoon. Oh, shit. That is a really good pick. And like, it can't be like... It can't be like an anthropomorphized like humanoid Sonic, right? Like it has to be a CGI Sonic in the real world. So you just need the voice, right? Like that's got to be what it is. I it sure hope. Be. It, it, it dude, I'm be. imagining a guy with just like a blue like uh, cloth helmet on, and he just like uh, turns him into like a hedgehog. Uh, what if it's all just like they're all humans now? So like he's just a dude with like blue spiky slick back hair, and like. Tails is just, like, his nerdy little friend. He's wearing, like, a pullover, like, Hawaiian shirt, but it's just a bunch of foxes all over the shirt instead. I feel like like if I'm I'm responsible for directing that film, I feel like I would make it as worse as possible. And, like, the idea being, like, we're going to make this a cult classic in the sense that it's going to be so bad that everyone talks about it. (sighs) If it was up to me, it would either be, like, I mean, an animated movie, just flat out, because... Why? Why make it live action? Yeah, no, um, it, it can't work. But, and I've talked about it before, but Sonic Sonic Adventure Adventures, Sonic Mania Adventures is just a short form little YouTube series. They got like three minute long episodes, but they're all made by Tyson Hess, who does the art direction for Sonic Mania, and they're fucking gorgeous. And like that's that's the Sonic show you want. That's that the, they got the perfect you know tone for it and style and design and style, and it's great. Like that's the show you want. That's the movie you want. Yeah. Um, so I recommend those on YouTube. They're only like three minutes, and there's only like four of them. But if you're going live action, if like I had to do live action, I'd have to do it like on par with the Super Mario Brothers movie. Yeah. Of just that's, that so came to mind. abysmally terrible. Yes. The actors are drunk just to get through it. <laughs> like it has to be awful. And it would be for me. It would be humanoid versions where they're all humans now, and like his nickname is the Hedgehog for whatever fucking reason. Oh like, man, I don't that know could how this. Can, I don't know how this can be good. No. There's also the there's also the Super Mario movie being made by the Despicable Me guys, like that studio. Really? Oh man, th- yeah, uh, they're abusing that franchise now too. Give it a break. A break. I don't know. Story, show like movie wise, story wise, tone wise. I don't really care for Despicable Me or the spinoffs or all the minions shit. Me neither. Stuff. But animate animation wise, they are good. They are good at animation. I can't deny that. For sure. So, it, and I don't think Nintendo would, after the Mario movie, uh, Mario Brothers movie from like the early 90s, I don't think Nintendo would release anything they weren't 100% sure in. So even if they make it and Nintendo sees it, it's like, no, this is shit. I think Nintendo would be fine with taking that loss of money rather than releasing a bad Mario movie. Yeah. So I kind of have more faith in Nintendo than I do uh, Illuminate or Illuminate. I think that's the studio. Hmm. Okay. So we'll see. The Sonic movie though is going to be bad regardless. Yeah, that's just no, no denying. Yeah, yeah, that's not happening. So interesting move. Uh, yeah. But there's one thing I want to bring up maybe before we wrap this one up. Uh, a video game related that like gave me faith. I don't know if it was a mod or what, but it looked like it was some video I saw on YouTube. So I'll try to link it in our show notes. But it was it seemed like a Breath of the Wild mod, but or maybe it was actually, it was Minecraft, and he had it modded to hell to the point where it was Minecraft character, uh, but he had SpongeBob on his back as a shield. Um, your horse is Thomas the Tank Engine, and one of the big, like, Colossus creatures, like, big bosses that you're fighting is Shrek. And it was, like, absolutely, like, a shit show. And, like, I, I forget what kind of weapon he had. It was just really fucking cool, and I was like, man, I would play the hell out of that. <laughs> oh no, that was a Breath of the Wild mod. Yeah, it is okay. Well, you don't have horses in uh, in uh, Minecraft. And oh, you good be point. Fighting a giant ogre. Yeah, it had to be. I didn't even know you could mod Breath of the Wild. I didn't either, but like I've seen plenty of people doing it. So I'm like, I guess it's a thing. I guess. Well, the yeah, I did see an article something. somewhere about like hackers really ramping up against like uh, jailbreaking the Switch and stuff, and Nintendo trying to crack down on their efforts. Yeah, I know Nintendo's really tough with that. I think early switches like the first few maybe hundreds or thousands you could have gotten like they found a way to jailbreak that and then once that's they right. did, nintendo's like oh you jailbreak it cool we're gonna double down on security and like now you physically can't 
Like, it's a hardware issue now that you can't do it anymore. Yeah. So I think, I'm guessing it's just one of the guys who got, you know, an early Switch and knows how to jailbreak it. Yep, that makes sense. But this yeah. was a fun episode. Any last words before you die? No, I'm kidding. <laughs> oh, Jesus. God, I wish. Um, no, I got nothing. Okay. Uh, Sonic movie's going to be terrible. And it's going to be a dumpster fire, and I'm going to love it. Yeah, I, I'm eager to see what happens there. But let's wrap this up with some plugs. Where can our listeners find you? Are you doing a charity plug? Uh, if you tell us on Twitter, that's not very important. Um, But also on Twitter, uh, there's a girl called Naomi who does uh, Na- Naomi, N-O-E-M-I, and she does little sculptures, and they're super good. So if you just look like Naomi sculptures, uh, let me see if I can find her exact Twitter handle, because I just followed her recently. Uh, yeah, Na- Naomi, at Naomi Sculptures. Okay. Um, and she does some amazing work. She got a lot of attention doing um, some uh, My Hero Academia uh, sculptures. She did one of uh, Tokuyami, the little crow-headed guy. And I got a lot of attention. She does like little corgis that are really popular, it seems like. Uh, but yeah, she does like some. And I mean, I, I plug plenty of artists and I, I still continue. But like, she does like, it's cool and I don't know, maybe not rare, maybe I'm just not in that scene, but it feels rare to see sculptures and 3D models and like stuff and like people doing that in their own time and doing it well. Yeah, absolutely. That's a really cool craft. So kudos yeah. for her and good plug. Um, and listener, if you like our show, give us a like, follow, subscribe, all that jazz. Tell a friend, uh, tell your parents. Uh, no, don't tell your parents. <laughs> anything like that. Uh, we're findable at ABT Silence um, on all the things, Twitter, Facebook, uh, Instagram, Twitch. Uh, we haven't been Poor live Bob. streaming the episodes lately. Maybe we'll try to get back into that more often. Um, try to do some more stuff. Uh, maybe get some interviews going again. It's been a hell of a minute since Ooh. we've done an interview. I don't know. Life is so well, busy with the house stuff and all the games. Yeah, well now Bass is moving to Chicago, so I'm the only one on the West Coast. So it's kind of like you can get interviews as long as I'm not in it. Because oh damn, the times are just so unforgiving for me. They are, but we will try yeah. to make that work out. Thanks for tuning in, listener, and we will be back next week. See you guys. See you.